Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, I'm getting a little bit of a late start today. Um, it's about 6.30 at night. I'm normally doing this at about 7.30 in the morning. So we're about 11 hours off. But life happens, gets in the way, all that fun stuff. Things need to be changed. But we're here at it now, and we're ready to rock and roll. I'm going to be making some changes to the show. Um, they're all SmackDown reviews. I think I'm going to be changing those to more of a – I'm going to pick up the main points that I liked instead of breaking down every single match. I feel like when I do that, I just – drag it out it's more stale than anything i'm not a huge fan of it so so we'll still go over it and we'll pick out main points stuff like that but as far as actually breaking everything down uh, i don't think we're gonna do that anymore but on the positive side i mean you can probably hear me a little bit better now i finally went and got a new mic so i'm not talking through headphones it's not like i'm 19 miles away but we'll go ahead and get into some news um they're talking about talking or, or talking about canceling 205 live by the end of the year I'm sorry if you're a 205 Live fan. I think it needs to be done. There's so much talent on there that nobody gets to see if they don't have the network. And I feel there's still a good chunk of people that don't. But they are going to say that they're going to push more of that talent into the main roster. So maybe we'll see them on Raw, SmackDown, or even NXT if they need to go there. I mean, they'll get more viewership that way. So, I mean, you got people on there. I mean, Brian Kendrick was top of the cruiserweight division when at his time when he was there. And WWE back in like what, like 2006 or so, him and Paul London. So, I mean, there's a lot of talented guys there that people would love to see more. Um, other news, uh, they're talking about we may actually end up seeing The Undertaker a little bit more. Uh, if you remember, he came back, uh, I think it's the week before last, and I interfered in the match, the, the handicap match with Drew McIntyre and Shank Man versus Roman Reigns. Which turned into it's going to be a, I believe they're saying it's a no holds barred match now at Extreme Rules, the tag team match. But they're saying that uh, Undertaker handpicked to do an angle with Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam, so that'd be interesting. Uh, when he came back, I mean, he, he seemed to, uh, doing a, to be doing a lot better than he did at SummerSlam or uh, Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows by now how bad that match was. I mean, there were still issues underlying behind that. And there was actually a Twitter post from Goldberg saying that he kind of wants a redo on that. I don't know if it'll technically be with The Undertaker or if he's wanting to redo with somebody else to prove that he can still do it. But we all understand, you know, accidents do happen and things suck. You can't put your life on the line. So if you need to redo something, you need to redo it. That's just human nature. Um, I did watch Fighter Fest, AEW as well, bits and pieces of it. I was kind of in and out that day, a long day that day. But uh, I seen a guy rated like a like a nine point five out of ten out of some people's opinions, and I don't know about that far. I just I feel like people are jumping a little too far into it. Um, I didn't think it was a bad show. There were a few good matches that I did see, but the whole beginning there, I can't remember who it was. I do remember the uh, the librarian gimmick, and I was not a fan of that. That just seemed like so played out to me. Uh, I mean, overall, I'm not going to say it was a bad show. Uh, the Cody Rhodes match, I, mean, I know, raised a bunch of speculations there with that chair shot. I mean, it's wrestling. Things are going to happen. Uh, I don't know what I would really rate it. I'm going to I'm gonna give some more shows. I'm, I'm really going to keep my opinion to myself on the whole AEW thing until probably October when they come on weekly television with TNT. So I'll probably just leave it at that. Uh, there was some good matches on there, like I said. But we'll go on right in the Raw. 
Brawl was, everybody knows now, Paul Heyman is the director of it now. I think it's an extremely smart choice on their part. They have Eric Bischoff on SmackDown now. I mean, those two in their prime when running their shows, they may not be the best businessmen, but they were some smart fucking people when it comes to running a show. I mean, huge. I mean, still to this day, huge ECW fans. People still talk about WCW. So, I mean, I don't know how far exactly how it's going to go because, I mean, they still do have to answer the vents. But hopefully it's a step in the right direction. I do know that we're all got a pretty good rating. I didn't get to watch SmackDown. Uh, I know the whole thing where Bob, or, uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley went through the Titan Tron. So they're going to try edgier programming, which I think is great. That should bring back a lot of old fans. I know their, their viewership did go up some for that episode, for that segment anyway. I also slammed that that's the lead up to them getting a new Titantron design. I've seen some pictures of it, if they're legit. Uh, it kind of had like that more edgier, like old school raw Titantron style to it. Maybe like a, you know, like a 99, 2000s vibe. So that'd be pretty neat. We'll see how it all goes. I mean, that's how I'm not going to say anything opinion off of you know, one week of Raw, and I'm not going to go anything off the first pay-per-view of AEW that I've seen. You know, they got to stick to it, stick to their guns, and keep these things going that way before I'll get into anything because things are so likely to change anymore. You'll have one or so good weeks, and then it's right down fucking shithole again. But we'll give it time. We'll see. I do think that this past Raw was a pretty good one. So we'll go ahead and jump into – I picked some a tag team. Uh, kind of theme this week for uh, to check up on where are they now. So first up, uh, it's going to be the Nasty Boys. You remember the Nasty Boys? It was Brian Knobs and Jerry Sachs. They had that kind of like hardcore, hardcore punk style. Uh, they were multiple tag team champs, only once in WWF. Their best reigns, um, I believe, were in Florida Championship Wrestling, where they held the title five times. Um, they were fired from WWF's company in 1993. Anyway, Brian Knobs is now 55. Uh, he seems to be making appearances again at events after deciding to turn his life around and uh, lose weight. I think there was a time we actually put on a bunch of weight and got really bad health. But uh, as far as wrestling, he seems to be completely out of the ring. Uh, Jerry Sags on the other half, he's now at 54 years old. Doesn't seem to be up to much either. Living in Florida now with his wife, Laura Reynolds, and his four children, which actually... I'm not sure the exact relation, but I know it does say that they are related to Cody and Dusty and Dustin Runnels, which is Cody Rhodes and them. Uh, in 2018, he did a small appearance, and he's done a few fast food TV shows, uh, food challenges. But as far as wrestling, I don't think he's doing that anymore. Um, next up to me, the Bushwhackers. I think everyone loves these guys. If you watched any kind of wrestling back in like – at least, I'd say, like, the 90s or so. They were the guys always came to the audience throwing their arms up. They were super talented and very comedic duo. Uh, Butch Miller and Luke Williams, they had a career that actually spanned 36 years as a team, while some of that being under different names uh, as the New Zealand Kiwis and the Sheep Herders. I'd say the most iconic is the Bushwhackers. They were inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2015. 
They've won countless championships over the years. Butch Miller is now 74 years old, which we actually said the same birthday of October 21st. I thought that was a neat little fact I found out. But now his last, he's retired. His last interview was actually in 2016. He just seems to be enjoying his retirement and keeping to himself. It's completely understandable. Sometimes you just walk away from the business for good. Uh, Luke Williams, the other half, he's still labeled as a semi-retired wrestler. His last recorded match was actually 2018 of August. That put him at 71 years old at the time. So I don't know how true that is. It was, and I couldn't actually find the match, but it was labeled there. Um, but I say if it was, that's pretty impressive. But I think he's finally toned it down, which is okay. They gave us more than enough. Uh, that was actually in a place called UCW, which is going to come up again here in a minute for my next tag team. Because uh, one of the guys that I picked is actually labeled the 2019 World Heavyweight Champion at some point, which is that's going to be the Steiners. So, you know, my final picks uh, I loved watching these guys growing up. Scott seemed to do more than Rick after WWF. Uh, he went on and did some work in TNA, but man, these two brothers as a team, they killed it in the ring. And they're no strangers to tag team titles either. And they're actually the only tag team to win the WWE, WCW, and the IWGP tag titles. Uh, Scott Steiner is now 56. He's still showing up in indie scenes. Like I said, in UCW, he was labeled um, World Heavyweight Champion, actually. Uh, he also did an impact appearance, but I don't think he wrestled. I think it was more of like a kind of like a lap dance deal thing. I've seen it, but I, I think that's really all he did. He does seem to be completely active in the wrestling business, and I'm glad to see him out there still. He's in great shape. So if he can still do it, then go at it, my friend. Uh, Rick Steiner, he's actually the older brother. He's 58 now. He's labeled as a semi-retired professional wrestler and actually an American real estate broker now. Doesn't seem to be doing as much as in the ring, as much as Scott, definitely. Um, just seems to be focusing more on his real estate broker thing now, which is completely understand after the career that they've had. Uh, the last time we actually seen the Steiner brothers together was actually in TNA back in 2007. Anyway, I hope all these wrestlers are doing well. Uh, next, we're going to get to some questions, but first let me ask you, are you enjoying this podcast? Be sure to tell your friends they can now listen on YouTube at Solid Addiction Wrestling or on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and a few others. Just search us up and we'll probably be there. Anyway, so you can always uh, email us too as well at solidaddictionprojects at gmail.com. Our Instagram is there for uh, direct messages as well. It's also at Solid Addiction Wrestling. Um, as always, we'd love to hear from you guys and uh, enjoy inter- any interaction. So we'll go ahead and get into the questions. Um, Who do you think the best in the business today and who the best of all time is? Uh, I'm sure you've heard people say this a lot, Um, even wrestlers or anything. You can't really label anyone as the best in the business or best in the world because it is all very opinionated. I mean, I can give you my opinion and then somebody else can give you a different opinion. Like me personally, I think it's Shawn Michaels, but if you ask anybody, you're normally going to get a list, and that list is normally going to consist of, you know, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, people of that caliber. I mean, you can rank maybe a a top list, but it's still going to be opinionated. 
So as far, I mean, I can give you my personal favorite, but that's about it. Um, next question is favorite match. I know it's going to sound kind of cliche, but I might have to say my favorite match is probably the Hell in a Cell match because with uh, Undertaker and Mankind. And just because of the impact it had on the industry, the, I mean, they went out on their own. They took chances on things, and you know, it's one of the most remarkable things that's still talked about today. I mean, what it's like over twenty-one years now, it's still talked about. So that's what I'm going to go with. Um, next question is: How do you feel about mixed tag matches or intergender wrestling? Um, intergender wrestling, I'm not a huge fan of. I mean, little skits here and there. You know, like the girl runs in and beats the dude's ass for a second for a little comedic feature. Then, yeah, that's fine. As far as actual matches, I'm personally not a huge fan of it. Uh, mixed tag matches now, I think, can work if they're done right. You know, if like maybe they save each other, like the girl saves a guy or the guy saves the girl, vice versa. And it's played out right. They can make a pretty good match, I think. Um. Question four, this is actually a really good question. Um, why is it that it takes a war for good stories to happen? I don't really, I'm going to assume you're talking about like a ratings war. And I don't really think it's a war that makes the good stories happen. I think really what it was is Vince McMahon has been on top so long. I mean, what the Monday Night Wars was what like. I don't know, 15 years ago, whatever. And, so, I mean, he's had all this time of no real competition. So, I mean, I can understand why it gets kind of stale, I think, because, I mean, he, nobody's really there to give him that kick in the ass. I think it's the competition that kind of gets the stories going because, it, it, you know, at that point you're kind of forced to think and you're kind of forced to write good stories. But, I mean, as far as, I mean, like I said, the past 15 years he hasn't really had any competition. And – any competition that tries to come his way, then some of them, they're going to have like a, a long road to get up to that caliber. So I don't really think it's the war as much as the challenge or the competition, rather. Everybody says like Vince loves to compete. So maybe him sitting on top of that long with no competition is the reason he's running out of ideas. And now that somebody's pushing him and giving him that kick in the ass again, he's finally starting to open his eyes to see changes need to be made. So I said I'll blame that on maybe just competition more of more so than I would a war like a ratings war. We're gonna go ahead and go to the main topic now. But, but thank you guys for your questions. And okay, so I see video after video and story after story of why Vince is afraid of WWE and AEW is winning and so-and-so won out of their contracts. So my opinion on this and why people think Vince is wanting to leave, though, to be with the changes. Okay, well, for starters, people wanting out of their contracts has very little to do with AEW. Most of them are unhappy because they they aren't being used. There's a couple reasons for that. Some may be unfair, and I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be on top, but the main thing is you could only have so many people in the main event at a time. And yes, I agree. Some people deserve to get a chance. That don't, but that goes with creative there. There aren't 
they aren't leaving to go straight to AEW. AEW has a huge roster already, and they aren't, they aren't going to take every single person that wants to leave WWE. Most of them just want out so they can go somewhere else. I mean, that could be Ring of Honor. That could be anywhere. OVW, or not OVW, uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, whatever it may be. Some other, there's 9,000 promotions out there. I'm not going to put that on AEW. Um, they just want to go somewhere where they can grow themselves. And that's more personal things. That's not an AEW thing. And yes, of course, there's going to be, that's going to be the reasoning for some, but that's completely separate. Some have good reasons. Some are just basically throwing fits. It really, it seems. But as far as Vance being afraid of AEW, what's there really to be afraid of? Yeah, he's, his ratings are going down, but you got to realize he's also still pulling in 2.5 or so million viewers each week on a show compared to AEW that hasn't even had a TV show yet. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want AEW to succeed, but they don't have enough ground like yet to for them to have to worry about AEW. And these changes you're seeing on the shows isn't AEW. I'm sure some things have made them realize stuff. But you've also got to see that Fox is expecting big changes for SmackDown when it airs uh, this fall. And they each have different visions in which Vince will make happen for that deal. I think people are just getting too ahead of themselves. And they want the ratings war so bad that they aren't thinking of other things that factor into WWE making these changes. And yeah, I'm sure Vince is looking at ratings and those things need to change, especially when another company is getting a name. But WWE is already so far ahead, and he knows they can stay ahead of it. I mean, he has Bischoff and Heyman there, and they've both ran great shows and talent, so why not try it? I mean, you should be excited because, I mean, you can really see some really big changes here. But people got to see that AEW isn't the reason for all of it. Some of it, yes. But you've also see when you're on the top, yourself for so long and you get comfortable like I said and get less involved that that's the reasoning for current WWE issues I think like I said that earlier um, I do think between AEW and Fox it is giving them the kick in the ass t- to realize that they need to change a few things but as far as Vance being as scared of AEW nah I think he's he's sitting on way too many years of experience back there and talent, I mean, WWE is going to be fine. And I think AEW, too, will be fine when they quit taking shots at each other and just do their own thing. Like I said last week, um, it gives people way more wrestling to watch, so leave each other alone. And as far as the rumor of Vance want to leave a, or, uh, leave WWE, I mean, so what if he is? I mean, the guy's fucking 70s. I mean, if he, if he can, has other things that he wants to focus on that makes him happy, then and that's what he enjoys, then let him. He's given us some of the most well-known wrestling moments in history. Appreciate the guy and be thankful for that. I'm sure he's made plenty of sacrifices to make us happy, and he's probably just getting burnt out from all of doing this shit so long. He's still human, and we all get bored with things after a while. All I can say, enjoy the changes that we are going to make. Enjoy the things that A&W are going to do. Just enjoy the business. We all love it. Stop trying to tear it apart. We're all family here. If Vince wants to go work on his XFL football thing or whatever it may be that he decides he wants to do, if he wants to walk away from it, let him walk away from it. If it makes him happy, I mean, isn't that what all of us want is to be happy with what we're doing? I mean, 
Vince, like I said, Vince McMahon has done way more than anybody could ever imagine for this business. I mean, I don't know why you're going to crack down on the guy so hard just because, you know, he's had shitty little runs here. You got to realize he's he's the one that's been making all these choices and changes the whole entire time. I mean, yeah, he gets the ideas from other people, but he's the main guy that's been doing it. So I said, just just be thankful for the guy. Some of these moments that are going to live forever have came out of this guy's mouth. Quit being so hard on him. And quit assuming that AEW is going to just flat kill WWE. They're not. I said they both could compete. If they can keep them both going weekly, I mean, you're, you will watch both of those um, territories grow rapidly, I think. And it'll give you 10 times better storylines for a much longer time. If they can sit there and just con- or compete with each other, because nothing's better for a sports entertainment business than competition. But I think that's going to be it for this guys' week. Uh, this week, you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, and like our pages. Um, interact with us. And we're trying to make changes to make this podcast better. I know that things are still a little rough around the edges, but if you stuck around this long, just know I, I do appreciate it very, very much. And I love every one of you guys. And like I said, just thank you. And uh, until next week, guys, remember, you know what? We saw it first.